Hello and welcome to this episode of How I Got Here. Well-known artist Sumo was born and raised in Luxembourg. Having studied in London and travelled around Europe, he brought good quality graffiti art to Luxembourg in the 1990s and has since become one of the most famous artists to come out of Luxembourg. Not only are his innovative style and charming artworks unforgettable, but many would say that he put street art on the map for Luxembourg. He's proved time and time again that art of true quality does not need to be conventional. Today, we ask him about his journey. Hi, Sumo. Thank you for joining us on Our City's How I Got Here podcast. You've got an interesting pseudonym. How did you come up with the name? It's, um, well, I got the name when I was in... Uh, in school, first year um, high school. My real name is Christian, but uh, we were two Christians in the class and someone called me Sumo, probably more to annoy me than anything else. And as soon as he said the name, I thought, yeah, that sounds good. And since then, uh, everyone calls me Sumo and it's on my ID card now. Is it? Yes. So not only did it not annoy you, but it actually became the name that kind of is associated with success. And whenever I say the artist Sumo, everyone knows exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah, well. <laughs> so it's thanks to this guy who was trying to annoy you. And he must be kicking himself now. <laughs> that I don't he know, maybe he's proud of it. I, <laughs> I never thought of it. So let's start at the very beginning. What were you like as a child? Were you always artistic? Uh, yeah, I've always been drawing. Always had a pen and paper somewhere. But when did you realize you were good? You know, we all, when we first discover crayons and colors and paper, I think we all get really excited. But where is that line that went from just a kid drawing to, okay, he's actually good? Well, I, I never knew that it was good, but uh, well, my parents always thought it was good. Okay. So they kept uh, motivating me to do, to do more, well, to, to continue. Mm -hmm. So, um, or they asked me to, oh, can you, can you draw this? Or they showed me stuff and then uh, it kind of got, 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 me, got me going or got me continuing to draw. And then, yeah, well, I was always happy to draw, so it always came naturally. So I guess you can say uh, it, ha it had to come out, so mm -hmm. I always continued anyway. Mm -hmm. I must say I'm a little bit surprised because usually when we speak to um, people from the artistic industry or when I interview artists, they would often say that their parents would push them towards a different direction and say, you know, look, you need to get your studies down first. You know, look how interesting all these accountancy programs are. Look at how interesting it could be to go and work in a law firm to, just to try and give them that stability and steer them towards a more defined path so it's interesting that your parents didn't do that do you think that that's the reason why you became successful well part of it probably yeah because um well they they, they wanted me that well to study hard and uh, and to get a proper job mm -hmm. but they never told me what to uh, what to do or, or, or suggest a career path that I should pursue. But they were always g giving me a, a backing whenever I wanted to do something. And what did they do? Both my parents worked in hotel business. Mm -hmm. They met in a different country. And one day they traveled from, from hotels to hotels and working in different places. And then they decided to settle down when I was born. So that point my dad was working in Luxembourg so my mum joined him here so this is where I grew up. And what's it like growing up in Luxembourg um, wanting to be an artist? 
Well, that's the thing. I never wanted to be an artist. Okay. I wanted to do graphic design. But there was no real graffiti movement in Luxembourg. There was, there was some people who were painting already, but I didn't know about graffiti. I was always drawing. I was filling my school books with little drawings mm-hmm. instead of listening to uh, the teacher. At, at some point, I discovered graffiti. One time, I was traveling to Munich with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with school, and um, we were looking outside the the window of the train and suddenly we saw the graffiti on the track sides. My friend who was in my class who was as well in the same at the same time. We were both looking out and and seeing these uh, graffitis and saying, well this is actually what we are drawing in our in our books and in our and uh, um, well we were 17, 18. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty late. So we discovered graffiti and then it, it, it kind of went from there. When, when the others went to the museum, we, we left uh, the group and we snuck into the, onto the track sites and took photos of graffiti. And that was basically our first contact with real graffiti. And everything started from there. It was the, the thing that sparked me to do graffiti. And when I started to do graffiti, it, it was all I wanted to do. I didn't want to paint art. It was not about making art. It was not about painting canvases. People later on asked me to paint on canvas and I always said no because I didn't think it was appropriate and I didn't care about painting on canvas and on small formats. So, Do you paint now? I paint especially with a paintbrush now. So most most of my work is with a paintbrush and I, st- well, I still use uh, spray paint but it's maybe 5 to 10% of my work is mm-hmm. with spray paint. The rest is all acrylic paint. And just to get back to how you grew up, what was it like being a teenager, being so interested in graffiti, but then there's an assumption that it's, you know, you're not allowed to do it, that it could be a rebellious phase. How was that for you? Well, the exciting thing was that it was not, um, you weren't allowed to do it. What was even better is the whole idea is that you you stay anonymous and you just let your paintings uh, talk for themselves. It's all about the painting and not about the person. This was the a thing where I could experiment without anyone knowing that it's me. Uh, people couldn't judge me for what what I was doing, mm-hmm. or tell me what to do or how to do it or what they would do. So I could just do it, and then it was there, and <laughs> people had to accept it as it is. Were you ever afraid of being caught or being found out while you were doing it? Well, I was a teenager. I didn't think about the consequences. To, yeah. yeah. Well, you think you're invincible when yeah. you're a teenager. So. Um, so, were you a confident teenager? When when I started to do graffiti, I, I didn't think it was gonna get. I was gonna never gonna get anywhere with it. I was just. I was just doing it for myself and doing it with my friends, and it was more about having fun, just uh, experimenting with the with the paint. I'd, when I discovered the first graffiti magazine, it was a graffiti magazine from London, and I looked through the through the magazine and I saw the pictures of this beautiful graffiti that uh, that was painted there. I thought I'll never get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just too. It's yeah, too advanced. For me, for me, it was impossible to get to that level, mm-hmm. especially because we didn't have anyone to show us how to do it, what material to use, how to get everything like the whole. Uh, philosophy uh, behind graffiti and, and all this 
but then it, it, it slowly built up. I met people abroad, like traveling, uh, who were doing graffiti as well. And then I got, you know, I was kind of networking uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in a sense with people from the scene. And the more I traveled, the more I met people. and Their kind yeah. of knowledge and experience. And yeah, well, yeah. And what about your dreams of being a graphic designer? Did that quickly go out the window? No, I, I did study graphic design. Okay, so, so you I, finished school at 18 and then you went on to study graphic design. Yeah, I started off doing graphic design in, in the Lycée Technique des Arts et Métiers. So I changed from the classical to the, um, to the art uh, department of the Arts et Métiers. And yeah, when I turned 18, 19, I left for London for four years to study graphic design. In that time, did you still dabble with graffiti or...? Yeah, okay. that's, it, it was... It was at, always there. At that point, I was, I was painting a lot. When I was in London, I, I painted a lot of graffiti mm -hmm. uh, and met uh, a lot of very interesting people and, um, and, and painting with them all the time. Like, there, there's in particular uh, one guy that I painted most of the time with was a guy called Insa. When I look at what he's doing now, it's just uh, it's just amazing work. You should check it out. It's mm -hmm. uh, Insa, I-N-S-A, and he does uh, um, walls that he calls graffiti. So he paints a wall, takes a photo, paints it again, takes a photo, paints the wall again. Like the moving then, images. Yeah. And then uh, turns it into a GIF, an mm -hmm. animated GIF, and then you have an animated wall, and it's... It's amazing. So th this is, you know, we were both nobodies at, at the time. I was still a, a beginner and, and so was he. We were not in the same college, but we kind of met doing graffiti. And then from there, it, it was painting two, three times a week or whenever we had paint. <laughs> yeah. So after that, you then returned to Luxembourg after four years of studying in London. You came back to Luxembourg. Did you feel that you came back with new eyes, as it were? Well, I didn't want to come back to Luxembourg because I, I did some work experience in Amsterdam and, and, and different places and I thought I'll go to travel to Amsterdam and then look for a job there. But in the end, uh, a guy, um, well, <laughs> I got offered a job in London, well, a, a job interview, and I went, I was, and I was always a nightmare to get up in the morning. <laughs> so I knew that. I, I set four alarms. <laughs> <laughs> including on my stereo at the time it was uh, I was living in uh, in southeast London and I had to go west London for the interview the interview was at at uh, 12 o'clock in the afternoon so I thought perfect I still have I have loads of time to sleep in the morning I had everything prepared I had four alarms mm -hmm. and I woke up and um, and I thought wow no alarm. I'm I'm so You woke up so before early. the alarm, yeah. And I looked at the alarm clock and it was five to twelve. <laughs> and uh, so um so I phoned up and said, No, sorry, I can't come. <laughs> so that was that, uh, in London and but at the same time I got offered a job in Luxembourg, so I thought, well, yeah, maybe I should just go back for one year, get some money, uh I earn a bit of money during one year and then 
and then leave for Amsterdam and then you know yeah be a bit more easy on the on the money side in the beginning and then it turned out to become two years and then three years and then seven years <laughs> and then my son was born after after seven years of work and then I, I just stayed here mm-hmm. and are you happy with your decision that you stayed here yeah well I always wonder what would have happened if I would have stayed somewhere else if mm-hmm. I would have stayed in London or if I would have moved to Amsterdam mm-hmm. I don't know but um, Luxembourg was uh, was also a good place because it's so central I could I could travel a lot so mm-hmm. every second weekend I was painting in a different city uh, until 2004 2005 and then well the good thing about Luxembourg also is that you get to know people very quickly well it's it's much easier to get seen or to get noticed than in a in a big city like London. So then you came back to Luxembourg um, and you decided, oh, I'm going to stay for a year and see how it goes. Do you think the industry was ready for you then? Or do you think that back then it was still kind of graffiti art was still a very novel thing? I came back to do graphic design because uh, no one cared about graffiti. And or the more it was, I don't like to use the word street art, but let, let's use yeah. that term but the more the media used street art the more people got got used to uh, used to it and, and got to like it mm-hmm. um, Banksy uh, getting known for for his stencils got the ball rolling as well I guess yeah the acceptance grew but still uh, even in 2012 I was painting at someone's house and their parents came were already older and uh, and he looked at the wall and said, "Well, this is why are you painting this in your lounge? This this is for a kids room, you know." So right. it, it Well, I didn't care. And that was <laughs> a couple of years ago. That was 2012, so mm-hmm. it's not that long ago. Yeah, but I think so. now everyone knows your work, and you know, whenever I'm out and I see <coughs> it in a restaurant or I see it in someone's house, I'm, it's pretty iconic now. I think I don't think you'll have that problem these days. Yeah, well, I never I never cared about. Um, if people like it or not, yeah. I never did, because I had a I had my graphic design job that I could rely on, and I never had any backing uh, from from anyone, mm-hmm. and I didn't even bother to ask for money at the cultural ministry or because uh, you had your other sponsoring. jobs. Sponsoring, yeah. yeah. No one really wanted to sponsor graffiti artists or street artists. Yeah, I didn't even bother. And very quickly, you mentioned that you don't like the word street art. What's the reason for that? Do you think that there's a stigma attached to it? I don't like the word street art for different reasons. Because of all the people who who now suddenly start to... They, they were never from, from this movement and then suddenly they start drawing on a sticker and repeating it and putting it up on the street and suddenly it's called street art. And especially for my paintings that I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is so much more than just street art. It's it's not, you know, I paint canvases. It's not, I would never paint this in the street. And so many people do it now, uh, paint for the wrong reasons, in my opinion, because they just paint to make money of Mm -hmm. it. And it's not about the whole philosophy that was, that came from graffiti and to, you know, it's not about, it was always about being original and you know kind of battling each other with uh, originality and style mm-hmm. 
and trying to be different than everyone else. So whenever, we, whenever everyone did black and white, I did color pieces. And if, if everyone did large pieces, I did small ones. Mm -hmm. And if everyone did uh, <laughs> small ones, I did, you know, I'd always try to do the, the opposite of what everyone else was doing, just to be different. Mm-hmm. And now it's more about who gets the most likes on Facebook. Everyone wants to do something like so-and-so. Mm-hmm. It gets really boring and some of it is really cheesy and kitsch. Often there's no proper message. I mean, you don't really need a message. But then if you don't have a message, then it, you, know, you, you need something that... Mm-hmm. That's exciting. There's a lot of people who listen to these podcasts and they're aspiring artists. And they might, especially if they are of the current generation, have the mentality that you just described, wanting to create art for money or for recognition. What advice do you have for those people who have this kind of mentality? Uh, what I found was, um, you know, what worked for me is I always did it for pleasure. I never did it for the money or for the fame. Well, maybe I did for the fame as in graffiti terms. So, but I never really did it for the money. All the money I got from it, I always put back into my art. M- maybe it was easy for me because no one believed in it. So I could just do it and believe in it and, and just create something. Yeah, it was know. also that you had another job, I think. I think that's, that's something really important that people forget. Sure, you know, if you want to become an artist, you can and you can work towards that. But at the same time, you can't rely on that as your bread and butter, however good you are, because it might not ever happen for you. It's unlike working a vocational job. Are you still a graphic designer or you've stopped now? No, I, I just paint. Uh, okay. Since, but it's it's been three years now, three, four years that I, I just paint 100%. Because you've now kind of earned your position in order to be able to paint full time. But for so many young people, I think they throw their all into one thing and becoming an artist becomes the end goal and they don't want to take any job. It's not worth the time. Well, you, you you can do it that way, but you have to believe in what you're doing and you have to... You have to go all the way. And if you don't think it's possible, but you still want to do it, then you might, uh, you might as well try to get some money with a side job so that you can concentrate on, on building uh, your style and, and, and your craft and building up something, a, a, a career that, that might start a little later. I mean, you have to get, you have to get known, you have to, get, you have to go out and, and be seen. So it takes time. The thing is, I, I didn't believe that it was possible, so I didn't do a hundred percent. I always did my, uh, I always had a job um, on the side, on the side. Yeah. and then I, at some point I decided to be independent, and then I, I in the shop with a with a small gallery, and then I started pushing other artists also. And that way, I I kind of promoted the art that was similar to what I was, <coughs> or who have the same background. What do you think is the importance of networking as an artist? I've always been networking. Well, I've always been out socializing, which in the end uh, turns out to be networking, which I never, I never thought I was networking. But it is kind of, well, for me, networking is going out and it's not about going out to, to give people um, 
a business card. Yeah. Because it's just annoying for yeah. people. It's meeting people and getting along and finding a, a connection and and experiencing a, a good moment together mm -hmm. and which which kind of links you to that person and it doesn't have to be someone really important because a lot of people that I, I hung out with we were all nobodies and after time everyone started to do their build their career and some have become uh, created their own company and some uh, become move up uh, on the corporate ladder or some get a, a position where they can decide on things and then people like to work with people they like and people they know i think it's very important especially if you to represent yourself like i, I like to represent myself rather than working with a gallerist to do so i think it's really important to in many industries it's very important right? yeah. yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's easier for some people than others mm -hmm. I never had a problem to approach people or although I'm I was always a, a shy person I, I never had problems with connecting with people mm -hmm. you know Perhaps it's because you're an artist um but I noticed that you are particularly good at reflecting on your own life um how you've come to this point but also how others could kind of find their way too Do you use that as a father what are you like as a dad uh, <laughs> Well, for me, it's important that my kids can think for themselves and decide for themselves and question things. If they want to paint, then they should paint. And if they want to be an accountant, they should do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think everyone should just pursue the things that he wants to do. And I think everyone is, is there for a reason. And you know, everyone has, has a purpose and you have to just find it and, and just go go with it and and be happy with it are your uh, kids artistic yeah my son is uh, definitely just gets up and draws and then to go to bed you have to you have to pull him off uh, the desk <laughs> uh, do you think that's from seeing you or do you think that's something that's <coughs> hereditary um i'm not sure but since since he was small i was put him on on my lap and uh, we were drawing I was doing quick drawings and telling him stories at the same time. So I was drawing the story that I was telling and we were just freestyling, uh, telling just random stories. Or, or he was telling a story and then I was just adding things to it. We had a, you know, laughing a lot uh, because he was just fooling around. Mm -hmm. And he adopted that style of drawing. So uh, very quickly he started to do just one-line drawings And, How old and, is he? Uh, he's now eight. Um, would you recommend your kids to become an artist after your journey, after your own personal journey? Would you recommend it? If that's what he feels he w wants to do, mm -hmm. if that makes him happy, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be happy to to support him in that. What's the hardest thing about becoming an artist, or at least wanting to become an artist? What's the biggest obstacle? Th there's a lot of things. I think believing in what you do. Uh, is really important because I see um, a lot of artists that try to please others rather than themselves mm -hmm. and they would rather paint something different but then they paint a picture in, in a certain way just because they think it'll sell better 
and it's a trap, you know, because, you know, even if people don't like it in the beginning, because people didn't like what I was painting for a long time. At some point when you master it and people get used to the idea or they start understanding what you're doing, they start to appreciate it. Uh, or if they see that you've been doing for a long time and, and that other people start to believe in, in your work, other people will, will start believing in it too. It's, it's kind of a chain reaction, but it takes time. And I see a lot of people want to have quick results. Mm-hmm. And they want, they want the money or they want the fame quickly or they want to get out there and uh, they want to get into a gallery so they'll they'll try to impress uh, the gallery with work which is not really their own uh, yeah it's um, it's hard to stay true to your own style right yeah i guess yeah there's a question that we ask um everyone who comes on and it's what would you tell your 18 year old self i would just say you can do it you can do it yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just uh, uh, whatever you want to do, you can do it. You just have to believe in it. But I, 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 I truly believe in more and more in the law of attraction, because I think uh, what you focus on is what you what you will attract. Because if if you look for problems, you will find a problem. If you look for a solution, you will find a solution. Mm-hmm. It's always what you look for. And if you look, f- if you're focusing on on a career as an artist or as a uh, career as a politician or whatever, then you know where you want to go, and the more you you, you look at your goal, you, the more you attract the things that will get you there. Have you always been a believer of the law of attraction, or do you think that it's now that you look back that you realize that you were applying it to your life? Yes. Yeah, now looking back, it's by looking back mm-hmm. and by seeing that it actually works and and now I'm trying it with a lot of things uh, in my life and it and it, it really does work um, I'd love to see your kind of artistic interpretation of the law of attraction like if you ever did a kind of illustration <coughs> of this theory I would love to see it I have uh, I've done some uh, a series of paintings now where I do uh, I try to to do a lot of self motivating things in the in my painting. So when I look at it, it's supposed to boost me, and okay. it's supposed to boost the person who 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 buys the painting as well. Mm-hmm. I, I I put a lot of positive uh, messages in it. I actually think that if you look at positive things or listen to positive things every day, it, it will affect your state of mind, and you will you will be more positive. What do you have coming up um, in Luxembourg that we should look out for? An interesting event will be on the 7th of May at an event called Brave Youth. It's in the Rive de Clausen in the, in the brewery, uh, where I'll be doing a, a mentoring session alongside uh, a, a dozen other uh, mentors. Uh, anything else? Apart from that, I have a lot of exhibitions planned. I have a, a, a couple of group exhibitions in June. And I'm going to Tokyo for two months for an artist residency in, in summer, uh, August, September. And then I'll have a big solo show in Luxembourg in uh, Strassen in October. And then I'll do an exhibition in December in Germany. Um, can we? Is there anywhere where we can see the upcoming exhibitions, the dates and things? Where can we check those? So far, it's uh, I only post them on, on my Facebook. Okay. 
or I send out uh, emails in my newsletter. But I have a, a website which is being a proper website being built because the one I have has been a, a, a temporary one okay. for, for 15 years. So for the time <laughs> being, we'll just follow the Facebook. For the time being, yeah, you can you can follow the Facebook and then uh, on sumo.lu. Cool. Okay, thank you so much for coming in, Sumo. It was very, very interesting. And we look forward to your um, solo exhibition in October, as well as all the other things going on in between. And good luck in Tokyo, and good luck for the Brave Youth event too. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So Sumo's chosen Jimmy Cliff's You Can Do It If You Really Want, and somehow I think it's a hidden message for all of us, or not so hidden after all. Hope you guys enjoy this track. Thank you again for listening to Ara City Radio's How I Got Here. And if you just have a couple of seconds, please, please, please go onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It makes a big difference to this podcast, and I hope to see you next time. succeed at last mm-hmm. Persecution you must bear Win and lose you've got to get your share Got your mind set on a dream You can get it No hard it may seem See that?